Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. You might hear this voice. Brian brought us 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, joining us here on Willard and Dibs on 95.7 The Game. Hello, Brian. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. How we doing? Hey, we're doing fine, man. We're just sitting here bouncing around, figuring out why each and every one of us hate the Dallas Cowboys so much. Um, and, and it's funny because if you're of a certain age, you get it, the 80s, the 90s, and whatnot. But I was just uh, bopping around yesterday thinking, why does everybody still kind of put the Cowboys up on that pedestal emotionally when it, it, it must only be based on overexposure because I, it, I was sort of stunned to dive in deeper to Dallas's playoff history over the last 30 years. And I don't need to tell you, they, they haven't done much. Yeah, that's, uh, that's the big question. My hate for the 49ers comes from now. I had an uncle, my father's adopted here in Texas. My uncle is Charlie Kruger that played for the 49ers oh, wow. for 18 or so years. So I could go all the way back to the days of, you know, Forrest Blue and, and you know, and, and, and the various players, the John Brodies, the Gene Washingtons. I can go all the way back. And matter of fact, my friendship uh, with Mike Nolan, you know, with his father, you know, Dick Nolan and all that. So I have a lot of history with the 49ers. I will also tell you this story, too, if I can quickly. And it's hard for me to tell any story quickly, but I'll do my best. <laughs> You'll fit right in here. I, I, I'm sitting in, the, I'm sitting in a, a suite at Candlestick Park during the NFC Championship game when I was a scout for the uh, Green Bay Packers, my first job with the Packers. And so John Dorsey, who's a scout, we're at the East-West game out there in Palo Alto. So John goes, hey, do you want to come to this game? I got a suite. I got some friends. We'll, you know, we'll have a good old time. And I'm like, sure. So I got my Packer gear on. You know, I'm from Dallas, Texas originally. So... I'm in the suite, and all these 49er fans are just going off on the Cowboys. I mean, going off. And I'm sitting there listening and listening and listening, and it just gets worse and worse as the game goes on. And I'm not saying a word. And all of a sudden, Alvin Harper catches that ball. And, gentlemen, I'm going to tell you, I stood up in the box, and I'm going, run, 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 run. (laughs) And when I did that, John looked at me and goes, Brian, I think we need to go. And every one of those 49er fans looked at me and were like in shock. And I'm sitting there like, I go, guys, I sat here all day and listened to you bad mouth people from Dallas. I'm from Dallas. I'm glad they're going to win this football game. And at that point, I got up and left. But there is a long history between these organizations when it comes to playoff football, all the way back to Keysar Stadiums and onside kicks and everything that you want to match the catch. I, I remember Dwight Clark. I was working in the league and I went up and met Dwight Clark and I told him, I said, Hey, Mr. Clark, I'm Brian Broadus. You know, I work with the, work with the Cowboys here. And he goes, Oh, Brian, nice to meet you. I go, I cried the day you caught that ball in 81. And I go, I, I will never be the same. And every time I ever saw Dwight Clark from that point on in a meeting, 
he would go, hey, Brian, I caught that ball, by the way. Caught it still. (laughs) That kind of thing. So, yeah, I have a history of of this rivalry. And I also, I respect the hell of it, too. But because we were in Green Bay, we, we handled the 49ers. We handled it. It didn't matter who you had out there. Uh, you know, Steve Young, it, it, Elvis Gerbach, it didn't matter who you played. We handled the 49ers and, uh, the 49ers. And so that's, uh, you know, that's my history with this team. But yeah, the hate for the Cowboys, I think a lot of it goes back to what you guys were talking about, the America's team stuff and all that. I think that. A lot of fans just don't want any part of that. Yeah, the Packers knocked him out in 95, 96, and 97, yeah. and, ni- and 2001, so to your yep. point. But, uh, yeah. you know, the, the Dallas Niner thing's interesting because if you throw out last year's playoff game, it's been all the way back to 1995 since they've played in the postseason. But I, I want I- you to put your scout hat on and look at the 49er team and tell me what concerns you the most about this Niner team from a Dallas standpoint. Well, you know, yeah, we could, <laughs> yeah, you got three hours. How long is your show today? I mean, that's... Well, know. we're down to two hours after that last story, yeah. but uh, we got some time. Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go on nah, my No, I'm just giving you a hard time, Brian. That's Absolutely. what I do. But, yeah, the thing about it is I think that with the thing that has to concern you with the Cowboys is how consistent have you been able to, say, stop a team from running the football. They've got better. Uh, the perimeter runs have been a, a big, big issue for the Cowboys throughout the year. When you watch, I think the McCaffrey trade was huge for the 49ers. And you watch the way they play. Because I went back and watched the game you lost to Atlanta. And it looks like a completely different team. I know that was Jimmy Garoppolo playing and all that stuff like that. But it looks like a different team with the way that, that Kyle is using, you know, the, uh, you know with their, the way they're using McCaffrey, the way they're using Debo. I mean, there's always this creative way of trying to get the ball in the perimeter, trying to get the ball in the playmaker's hands. You know, if you're Dallas, the problems are you're trying to match up, and then all of a sudden he puts Juszczyk out there as a flanker. He puts McCaffrey next to him. He puts Debo Samuel in the backfield, and now you're sitting there like, wait a minute, I'm taking linebackers and safeties and moving them out of the box, and what's Kyle going to do? He's going to run the football. So now you've got a corner sitting in the box trying to play run defense. So it's very creative the way that they move their personnel around, the way they use their personnel. And it, you know, and it's a great fit with this quarterback because you know I've evaluated this kid coming out of Iowa State, and what happened with when you talk about Brock Purdy, you look at him and you go, well, seventy-one percent passer in college, everything was underneath intermediate. It's perfect. It's a it's a throw. It's a run after catch. You know, this guy he's he has a complete understanding. It's a, just a great fit for how Kyle wants to call offense, and that's the that's Dan Quinn's going to be Dan Quinn's trick. Last week against the Buccaneers, it's they don't run the football. This team is if you look at the run the run pass splits, it's it's almost even. So that's that's the issues that you're gonna deal with in this game. Brian brought us one oh five three the fan in Dallas with us here on Willard and Dibbs. Okay, Brian, I, I need to know who this Dallas defense actually is. Yeah. Is it is it the defense we saw on Monday night or is it the defense over the last five weeks of the season that watched the likes of whoever the hell Houston's quarterback was, sure. uh Trevor Lawrence, uh Gardner Minshew, it was backup quarterbackville for like five weeks and people were scoring a lot of points on this team. So who are they? Yeah, it's it's kind of funny if you look at the NFC playoffs uh, Daniel Jones is the highest or drafted quarterback in this draft that's left. 
So that's kind of funny in itself. Yep. But you know, yeah, I feel like that when you when you watch the Cowboy defense and Dan Quinn did something. They, they have issues at left cornerback spot. There's no question about that. I mean, you know, they lost Anthony Brown. Uh, you know, early in the year, they lost uh, Jordan Lewis, their nickel. They've really struggled to try and find somebody. They've thrown, you know, a lot of different resources off the street, practice squad, you name it. They've tried to figure out things. So, you know, the, the Ron Bland, who played his ball at Fresno out there, you know, he's come in and done a really nice job. Israel McQuamu is another one that's come in. He's, you know, last, we haven't seen Israel play in a lot of games and it was one of those things where maybe you know Dan Quinn was holding back knowing okay I'm not going to show people what I'm doing here at left corner I'm just going to keep throwing bodies at it and see what happens and try and get a, some type of rotation but they you know Israel came out and played really really well they had a really good mix of the man the zone stuff they really did a good job I think of, of kind of confusing Brady and I know it's hard to say oh yeah you confused Tom Brady but pressure was good, and then they mixed the man in zone. And I think they had two different game plans in that game, a first-half game plan, a second-half game plan, and it really, really worked out well for them. So, you know, that's kind of where we're at with the Cowboys right now. If they can get you in negative yardage situations, and, you know, it was the first time since since week 10 that they got a, a, a holding call against the opponent. You know, and, and it, you know, any type of negative play allows this Cowboys to do what they do best, and that's rush the passer. So, you know, that's what the trick's going to be. Can you somehow, some way, force the 49ers into some negative uh, down-and-distance situations where you can rush the passer? That's uh, that's where, you know, this team is going to thrive. They just, they've been running a lot of games, a lot of stunts, a lot of twists, everything to try and get pressure. But quarterbacks have just been getting the ball out quick. They just have not let the Cowboys rush the passer the way they have early in the season. So, you know, can you get uh, Brock Purdy to hold the football? You know, that's going to be uh, another one of those things you have to kind of try and figure out. Uh, Brian, it's it's great to have you on your show. Are you allowed to say what you think, or are you contractually obligated to pick the Cowboys in this game? Oh no, I I, I could oh, I could pick whoever I want. And you know, matter of fact, that the owner one time came up to me, and you know, I used to work for the Cowboys for for fourteen years. And the owner came up to me and said, hey, he goes, hey, you're kicking my ass pretty good in the media right now. And I'm like, yes, sir. And he goes, but you're fair about it. And, every, you know, as long as he doesn't have a problem with me, man, we're all good. But, yeah, they, <laughs> the organization, they, they let us say whatever we want. And trust me, I've tried to fire Jason Garrett for three years before he actually got fired. So, uh, here we are today talking all right. about it. Okay, so I want to hear it on your show, uh, Niners by 10. Oh no, no! Hey, I got you know. I'm going to pick the Cowboys, of course. I mean, nah, I'm going to pick I the mean. Cowboys just be, just because you know. To me, it's one of those things where I, I feel like that you know we with the Cowboys. I think that this offense. I think that this offense for the Cowboys will present some problems for the 49ers. I think your secondary, think at the cornerback. I mean, I'm watching these games. I'm like thinking, you protect this front, and you can throw the ball. So that's what my hope is for the Cowboys right now. So yeah, it's, you guys got a great team, no question about it, but. I think Dallas offensively can move the ball on this team. We'll see. Yep, we'll see yep, how it goes. Yeah, indeed we will. Hey, Brian, thank you so much, man. Great to have you. Take care, guys. See you. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. 
Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 